0: Hello, and welcome into the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU pod, and thank you for joining me. For the Hattiesburg Regional, I decided to release several episodes of the podcast, so I have a single podcast devoted to each of the three teams, Army, Kennesaw State, and Southern Miss. These single-team episodes will be released in podcast form only, but if you want all the info at once, you want to make sure and tune in to the Regional Extravaganza pod where I break down all the teams in one massive podcast, plus a few surprises at the end, including my regional prediction. So in this episode, I will be breaking down the host team, the number one seed, the Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. So thank you for tuning in. If you are listening in on audio for the first time, the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU pod is available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and other audio platforms. If you want to go back and check out some of the previous videos, you can find those on the 60 Feet 6 Inches LSU Pod YouTube channel. Please make sure to subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, comment, and hit that notifications bell as well. On Twitter, the account is at 60 ft 6 Pod. Make sure to follow, set your notifications, and interact with me as well. As always, thank you for the likes, the retweets, and comments and shows of support. It is greatly appreciated. So let's get into the Southern Miss Golden Eagles. The host team in these Hattiesburg Regional, a mere two and a half hours from Baton Rouge. Southern Miss comes into this regional at 43-16 and 16 on the year. They were 23-7 in Conference USA. They have a strength of schedule of 52. Southern Miss, they have a team batting average of 283, so very similar to LSU. They have hit 118 doubles on the year. They have 77 home runs, and they are 29 of 44 for stolen bases, so they don't run at all. It's very similar to LSU. They have a team ERA of 3.16. It is absolutely phenomenal. They have a team fielding percentage of 9.76. USM's pitchers lead the country in strikeout-to-walk ratio. Let me say that again. They lead the country and strikeout-to-walk ratio at 4.39 Ks for every walk. They have thrown 50, excuse me, 533 innings pitched. They have 668 strikeouts and only 152 walks. They have a team batting average against of 225. They are second in the country in team ERA at 3.16. They are second in the country... At eleven point three strikeouts per nine innings pitched, so all in all, a phenomenal pitching staff from top th- to bottom. Some schedule uh, updates or um, teams that they played of note: they went one and zero against Mississippi State this year. They were two and one against ULL. They went zero and three versus DBU. They were one and zero versus Bama. They went 2-0, and oh, excuse me, 2-1 versus Louisiana Tech, who is in a regional. They went 1-1 one one versus Ole Miss, who is also in a regional. And they went 1-2 versus Old Dominion, who is a regional snub. And Old Dominion and Tech are in the same conference as Southern Miss. So as you can tell, they play in a tough conference in CUSA. And they also, being in Mississippi, they're going to play State and Ole Miss several times as well. And um, they got in a game against Bama, too. All right, let's break down that lineup some. So here are some of the top hitters. And I usually highlight like four guys, but uh, this time I went along on the hitters just because I have a feeling LSU may face them more than once. Hopefully, uh, and then, so I just want everybody to be familiar with these guys. So they're a very young team as well when you look at them. So the guy that kind of gets things going for them is sophomore shortstop Dustin Dickerson. He leads the team in batting average, so Dickerson is hitting 346 on the year. He also leads the team in doubles, no home runs. He does have six stolen bases on the year, so he is 6 for 10 in that category. So as a reminder, 118 doubles on the year as a team, 77 home runs. Just keep that in your in mind. Sophomore D.H. Slade Willis, he's hitting 293 on the year, 16 doubles, he has 10 home runs, and he has 55 strikeouts, which leads the team as well. Junior left fielder, Reese Ewing, he's hitting two ninety-one. He is double-digit home run guy as well. He has 10 bombs on the year, 43 walks, 44 Ks. He is really the only person in that lineup where you have an uh, even walk-to-strikeout ratio. Redshirt freshman right fielder, Carson um, Patel, or... I'm just going to call him Patel. P-A-E-T-O-W. His batting average is 285. He has 14 doubles. He has 13 home runs, and he has 54 strikeouts on the year, so one behind Slade Willis. And Patel does have 44 RBIs. Junior second baseman Will McGillis hitting 276, 12 doubles, 15 home runs. We're kind of starting to climb that home run category. He has 47 strikeouts as well. He can run a little bit. He is 6 for 8 on stolen bases, and he does have 49 RBIs. And then finally, at the end, wrapping this thing up for their hitters, the big power guy is junior first baseman Christopher Sargent. He is hitting 251 on the year, 20 home runs, which leads the team, 47 strikeouts, and he also leads the team in RBIs with 54. So to me, when I look at their stats, look, they get got five guys with double-digit home runs, 10, 10, 13, 15, and 20. A couple of guys uh, with 40 plus RBIs, and Sargent leads the way at 54. But then w- once you get past Dickerson, he's really the only guy, I believe, hitting uh, over 300 or anybody of note with significant at bats. Dickerson's hitting 346, but the rest of the guys I highlighted, you go 293, 291, 285, and it just drops off from there. So these guys like to swing the bat. They have a 283 batting average. So while they swing it and they have some pop, they're swing and miss guys, and they're also going to put the ball in play. That doesn't always mean it's a hit, though. So they may have an a little bit of extra juice playing at their home ballpark this weekend, but they have guys that can run the ball at the ballpark. But, um, you know, kind of a lineup very similar to LSU with some pop, you know, some 290 averages. They're not going to run a lot. So uh, I, th- I think they're, you know, from a hitting perspective, um, I think LSU probably has a little more top-end talent, but very similar. All right, let's get into those pitchers who I mentioned a couple minutes ago. Remember, Team ERA of 3.16. And this is, to me, where Southern Miss has an advantage when you look at their starters. They have three defined set starters. I mean, these guys were Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, all year, every weekend. And it starts with their ace, right-handed pitcher Tanner Hall. Somehow we let that guy get away from Zachary. Maybe he wasn't mature and developed yet, but he is the ace of this staff. 14 games started, 8-2 and two on the year, a 2.69 ERA. Check out this line, 93 and two-thirds innings pitched, 82 hits, 39 runs, 28 earned, 11 walks and 93 and two-thirds innings pitched, 130 punch-outs. Obviously, he has swing and miss stuff. His batting average against is 228. And the good thing about all their their starters, and when you look at all their pitchers, they're all righties except for one lefty who has any significant time. The other one or two lefties that I found are like, you know, nine appearances on the year, like nine innings. So a a right-handed dominant pitching staff, which is, you know, music to LSU hitters and fans' ears. So after the ace of the staff, Tanner Hall, you get into their number two right-handed pitcher, Hunter Riggins. He has 15 games started on the year. He is 8-4. His ERA is 2.75. Riggins has thrown 88 and a third innings pitched, 78 hits, 33 runs, 27 earned, 20 walks, 79 strikeouts. So in an 88 and a third innings pitch, he only has 79 strikeouts and 20 walks. So when you look at these three guys from a stuff perspective, and I have not seen any of these guys pitch. I've watched a couple of highlights, but it's tough to tell in those highlights how good their stuff is um, without watching them week in and week out. Riggins, based off the stats, does not look like he has the stuff that Hall and then the number three guy, Waldrop, have. But back to Riggins, he does have a 234 batting average against. And then finally. The number three starter or their Sunday guy, um, Hurston Waldrop. And I don't know if the coach considers him one, two, three. I mean, they may consider Waldrop, you know, their number two guy, but he's been typically throwing game three for these guys. So Waldrop has 15 games started. He is six and one on the year. He has a 2.99 ERA, 78 and a third innings pitched, only 60 hits, 31 runs, 26 earned. He has 27 walks in 78 and a third innings pitch, and he follows that up with 117 strikeouts. So once again, Waldrop, like Hall, has big time swing and miss stuff when you look at the innings pitch to strike strikeouts. And his batting average is better than the previous two that I mentioned. His batting average is only 209. So very impressive from those three starters for Southern Miss, Hall, Riggins, and Waldrop. All of them have good stuff low ERAs, high innings pitched. Now, if you kind of do the math, it looks like they really average like five to almost six and two-thirds, seven innings pitch. So those guys go out there and they get it done. They rarely come out the game early. And, um, I mean, those guys are just a rock for this team. Then when you get in the pen, three guys really stood out to me. The first guy is going to be their dude in the back end, and he's going to be their closer. He is right-handed pitcher Landon Harper. 27 appearances, he is 2-2 two two on the year, 11 saves, 2.27 ERA. So in those 27 appearances, he has thrown 39 and two th- two-thirds innings pitched, given up 30 hits, only 7 walks, and 45 strikeouts in 39 and two-thirds innings pitched. He has a 2 batting average against. So swing and miss stuff by him with 11 saves, low walk total. So impressive stat line for Landon Harper. With 11 saves. Now the left-handed pitcher of significance is in the back end of that staff. His name is Dalton Rogers. He has appeared in 20 games for the Golden Eagles. He is 1-1 one one on the year. He has 6 saves. His ERA is a paltry 1.67. He has thrown 32 and a third innings pitch this year. He has only given up 11 hits. That is, that is really impressive. 17 walks though. So he has a chance to get a little while, but he also has swing and miss stuff with 49 Ks and 32 and a third innings pits. And as you can imagine, only giving up 11 hits. His B.A. against is a paltry, a minuscule 104. So very impressive by Dalton Rogers. The really only lefty you have to worry about on this entire staff, in my opinion. And finally, the last guy that stood out to me in the bullpen is right-handed pitcher Garrett Ramsey. So he has appeared in 20 games for Southern Miss. He is 5-0. He does have four saves as well. He has a 2.35 ERA. He has thrown 30 and two-thirds innings pitched, giving up 30 hits, 10 walks, and 44 punch-outs. Mr. Ramsey has a 265 BA against. So one of the things I noticed is while I think Southern Miss has the advantage, advantages when it comes to starting pitching, um, when you look at the bullpen and what LSU has to offer on the backside, uh, very similar statistically in terms of how LSU can match up compared to Southern Miss. So some accolades for this Southern Miss team. Tanner Hall was the Conference USA Pitcher of the Year. Hurston Waldrop, who I kind of identified as their number three or their game three starter throughout the year. He was first team all-conference. And then finally, their closer, Landon Harper. He was first team all-conference as well. In terms of their hitters, I was surprised. None of their hitters really got on um, any significant all-conference teams that I noticed. But once again, I mean, it's a good conference. Look, I don't think – I mean, I think a lot of LSU or LSU fans are are sleeping on Southern Miss or slow playing them or downplaying them because they play in Conference USA. And, you know, they're excited about this – the fact that, you know, they're the host and you don't have to drive very far, which is great. So LSU fans can show up in droves, but – I don't think you can overlook these guys. ODU is in their conference. Should have made a regional. La Tech was hosted a regional last year. I believe made a regional this year. They played Ole Miss one and one We know Mississippi state was down, but they beat state, you know, they went to DBU faced a good team who I don't think DBU made a regional. They went zero and three. So, you know, these guys were even in the conversation early in the year for a top eight seed. And it just didn't happen as they slid a little bit towards the end of the year. But, um, They got some guys that can swing it. They definitely have some guys on the bump that they can run out there. And look, you know, they're facing Army, who I think is a pretty weak number four seed. And I think Southern Miss is going to have some options when it comes to who they're going to throw and and subsequently who they're going to save in that regional. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. But if you want any more information on those guys or the rest, you got to tune into the regional extravaganza pod, the big, massive pod going to wrap it all up for y'all so that's going to do it for this episode of the 60 feet six inches lsu pod and the breakdown of the host team the number one seed in the hattiesburg regional the southern mississippi golden eagles please make sure to subscribe to the youtube channel like and comment on all of the past videos Also, be sure to check out the regional extravaganza pod where I'm going to break down all the teams. I'm going to go over the get right, stay right list for the regional, what I think the three keys are for LSU this weekend, and then finally my regional prediction. As always, you can find the podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, and you can find the videos on the 60 feet, 6 inches LSU pod YouTube channel. Also, make sure to follow and interact with me on Twitter. The account is at 60 ft 6 in LSU pod, and I will see y'all after the regional for the regional breakdown.